Hey everyone, welcome to the Our Game, His Glory podcast. My name is Chandler Beard. A lot of you guys know me from TikTok and you guys all loved the idea when I brought up creating a podcast for Christian athletes. And the verse that really is just at the centerpiece of this podcast is 1 Corinthians 10.31. It says, so whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. You see, I hold the strong belief that what we do in our sport is all for God's glory. And I'm really excited to announce that today our very first guest is Hakeem Williams Jr. He is a professional football player who just graduated from Whittier College and was two times all conference in both football and track. Hakeem, if you wanna come on and just introduce yourself a little bit more, that would be great. Hello everyone, uh, my name is Hakeem Williams Jr. Uh, people over here call me Keem. Um, I basically started my pro career, I would say in the month of December. Um, finished off on a good note, my college career. Of course, not how I wanted it to go, but things happen for a reason. And um, it, I just feel like my past senior season was something that humbled me in a way and just allowed me to get closer to God. And then, like I said, starting off my professional journey in um, December, um, it was kind of a rocky one. Um, still kind of feeling it right now, but I just know things are going to happen eventually. Um, but everything's on God's time. And so that's like a big thing for me. That's good. That's good. So um, as we know, as I announced to you on TikTok, I said that you were on the Wichita Force in the arena and in an arena football league. Um, since then, the Wichita Force have been removed from the league. So just tell us a little bit about that and how God is working through this hard time for you and what the future is looking like right now. So I would say um, it really isn't a hard time. Of course, it's, um, it was a, a little bit stressful in the, when I found out. Um, so just like with the Wichita situation, um, just guess something happened in the front office and um, like things got figured out, things got situated. Um, like when one door closes, another one opens. And right now it's just a waiting game and just being patient. And that's something God teaches. He wants us to be patient in certain situations, like seeing if, all right, if this happens, like how would you react? How would you um, like feel if this doesn't go your way right then and there? Of course it may suck in the meantime, but as of right now, like, not really stressed about it and I know everything's in his hands like no problems too big for him so right now I'm just trusting the process and just staying staying in my words staying in my bible stay worshiping stay prayed up and just when the moment comes I'll be ready so you're you know that's really cool to see like as we get closer and closer to God it makes a lot of trials that we go through a lot easier like you even said I don't really even view this too much as a trial and other people may view it as one of the worst things to ever happen to them but with that being said would you say that there's ever been anything where you did start to doubt God and you did start to view it as a trial and you started to really wonder like God are you actually there I would say towards the end of last year towards like 2021 like I was going through trial after trial after trial. And, like, something as us believers, like, we know we're going to get tested every single day. Like, and that's a given. Like, once you get closer to God, the enemy is going to try and stop that. And things are going right for me. Like, I'm getting closer to God. I'm giving him all the glory. And the enemy is always going to try and stop what the purpose God has on your life. And so last month um, was, I'm going to be truthful in here. So. I was just figuring out a living situation, trying to figure out a living situation. Like, got that all situated out. God got that situated out. Um, trying to figure out where I was going to play. God's going to have that situated. Um, and then just freshly graduated and just life's coming at you fast. And it's like, for someone that's like fresh out of college, stuff like that could break you. And I'm like, there are times where I was like, not questioning him. And I'm just like, I need a miracle. I need something to happen. Like, like God, please, like, I need a miracle. And I'm just constantly praying this. Like, like, the month of December was, like, a hard month for me. And, like, my birthday was during that month, too. And I was just, a lot was going on. And, like, of course, it was a blessing seeing another year. And not too many people knew what I was going through. But um, 
I would say that that was like probably a hard time, like where I was, I just had to stay rooted and just constantly trusting. And like, I felt that was a month where my faith was getting tested a lot. Um, but now it's like much stronger because I know he pulled through. So um, that was probably one of the hardest months for me. Yeah, I really like how you talked about how, you know, the devil is really going to try to attack as we get closer to God's plan. Because the fact of the matter is, as we get closer to God, who does not want us there? It's the devil. So like Galatians 5, 7 to 8 says, you know, it says for, <clears throat> it, it talks about how when we get closer to God, the devil is going to throw stuff our way, throw persuasion our way that does not come from God. Because we were running a good race, but now he's trying to pull us off of that race. Um, and, you know, I know a little bit about how your relationship with God kind of started. You told me earlier the day before uh, COVID shut down all of sports. Um, could you just kind of walk us through, like, exactly how God found you in that moment? Um, who led you to God and just how it went since then? Honestly, I had a few people um, that led me to God and I was just going to church um with one of my close friends um my girlfriend and her family and it was like the start of or towards the end of 2019 and then like I started going deeper um in 2020 and I remember um I I told her I was like I want to get baptized and she was she was telling me it was like it's a big step like are you like ready and all this stuff and I was like yeah no like I'm I feel I'm ready and um at the same time, I'm still on the fence. And then um, that day I service, like, so it was a Sunday, we went to McDonald's, got breakfast, and then we're at the service. And then, boom, on the, um, like, they were going through, like, okay, like, this is where um, tides, and they were, like, basically going over the things that are going to be happening in the next few weeks. And I kid you not, um, they were, like, baptisms, March 8th, happening this, this, and this. And I'm like, that's that's definitely gonna happen because like we were just talking about it and it was just crazy like showed me that and so now like we're in the month of March like track season is going on and this started my junior track season kind of dealing with injuries and stuff like that um kind of stressed out and I start um getting into a rhythm so it's March 7th we had a track meet Everybody at that meet, everybody on the team PR. So it was like we're having a good like start off to our season. I'm like, okay, like we're doing we're doing our thing. And then everybody knew I was getting baptized the next day. I had a few coaches pull there and then like a bunch of my family. And I was like, okay, like getting started like publicly announced that like I'm following Christ. And everybody like there were people that were excited for me that like I've never spoken to before and they were just like hey if you need anything just know I'm here for you um just if you have any questions I'm here for you I'm like okay like that's cool like I didn't know it would be like this COVID was like really that bad as it was until like everything started getting canceled and so my coaches told me like a few teams tested positive or whatever and like are pulling out of their season because COVID was going crazy and he was like, we're still going to be running, and then a few other teams are going to be running. We're just going to figure out, like, meets and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, like, that's fine. And then this is around lunchtime. A few hours go by, and our coach was like, we have a meeting at, like, 2. And so I'm like, okay, we have a meeting. And um, go to our meeting room. And then, like, before, like, the meeting pops off, like, my coach is lifting. And I was like, coach is like, everything all good? And he was like, did you, you didn't hear it? And I was like, what happened? He was like, um, they canceled sports nationwide. And like in my head, I'm just like, for a little virus, like, come on, like this isn't bad. Like we can push through this. And at the time I didn't realize it, but like, like with me trying to go pro with football, God had to shut some things down. And at the same time, he taught me patience and just trusting him. Like when things go like south, even when they go good too, trusting him. And like when things are going south, like I know, like I said, I mentioned a lot of people dug themselves in the hole and I'm not gonna lie, I was one of those people for a bit. But knowing that I wanted to go pro, I had to like dig myself out of that hole and just keep on grinding. And like just my transition from like that year to 2021 to now is just like a big 
like a big leap. And I feel like just that was something that was crazy, especially like starting my journey off with Christ. Yeah, facts. It's crazy how like, you know, like it's just such a thing that you remember the day when sports got shut down. Like I remember I was at a school in North Carolina at that point and COVID shut down our season. We were like 16 games in. I was having a good year. And that was the first time that I was finally having a good year since the shoulder injury that I had when I was told I'd never throw again. And I was really frustrated at God. And then to make matters worse, a few months later, I found out that the school is cutting down on athletic scholarships. So I was on the max, but that max ended up being a lower amount. And I ended up not being able to afford the school anymore. And that's why I'm now at Valley Forge. Um, and God really worked that out, though. And I've seen God, you know, work in some ways. Like I felt a call to inner city youth ministry. And had COVID not happened, had I not came to Valley Forge, I found that call through helping at the Philly Dream Center. Um, and I would have never been at the Philly Dream Center if I wasn't at Valley Forge. Um, and so many things have happened. Like I found my girlfriend um, and so many other things have happened that wouldn't have happened if I wasn't here. And I know God wanted me here for a reason. And he used that bad thing for his glory. And that's something that I think is interesting because, you know, it's like we were talking about earlier. The devil will throw stuff at us when things are going hard. Um, I mean, when things are going good and we're getting closer to God and we're getting closer to his plan. But the fact of the matter is God can take anything the devil throws and turn it to glory for his kingdom. You know, and I think that that's something that is so cool to remember. And it's like, I remember this fall, even, you know, things, things were going tough. Well, things were going good, but then I get put into quarantine for two weeks and it messed up a whole lot of plans, you know, and I know that you have a similar story like that too. And it's crazy to realize how God worked through our situations in very similar ways. Um, and if you just want to tell them a little about what happened with that situation with you, uh, I think that would be great. I got you. Um, so at the start of the fall, um, 2021, like my senior season, and um, I trained so much like the last two years, like getting right, bodies right and all this stuff. And I'm coming back in the best shape of my life because like I said, I'm trying to go pro with it. And everything is going smooth, like loving the feeling of the team. And then the third day of training camp, I injured my ankle. Um, I had a mild ankle sprain. I'm like beating myself up about it because I'm like, I trained so much for this. And then it's like the day I didn't go out there with like my ankle stains, I hurt myself. And I was like, oh, I'm fine. It's probably a road ankle. Going to the training room the trainer checks out my ankle and there's like a lot of bruising a lot of swelling and he was like you did more than just roll it and the person I am like I, I pushed through pain and so he was like all right stand on your toes for me I couldn't even do that and he sat me out and like I'm beating myself up about it instead of like running to God during that time I was beating myself up about it I was like no nah, like I'm being selfish not realizing God is like trying to get my attention in a way body understanding at the time and then I come back fresh off from like the ankle injury and it's like still kind of messed up but I'm pushing through it um I find out I'm a captain like the last day of training camp like this is our picture day all this stuff find out I'm a captain and I get to lead my team especially like being a captain is like a big role a big leadership role like the fact that I'm a man of faith and I was called to lead a team and I was like, okay, like I see God working. I see God working. And then that night I found out I had to get tested because of close contact. And I mind you, like there were a group of people I was around during that time, like a group of our receivers. And I'm like thinking, I'm like, who tested positive? This, this, and this. Found out it was one of my teammates. I'm like, nah, this can't be. And so like I mind you, all the receivers, we've been in one room. Um, like literally just breathing all the same air. I'm like, nah, this is not how my senior year is going to start off. Like I trained so much to get back here. And I'm telling the trainers, I'm like, I'm not missing week one. I don't care what you guys say. I'm not missing week one. And they were like, they're trying to calm me down. I'm just like losing my mind. And I'm in quarantine now. And I'm just like crying. I'm bawling and all this stuff. And I'm like, how is it like, this, this can't be like, this is not how my senior year should start. And my um, trainers, like, they were like, nah, like, we're, we'll figure something out. Like, you're good. And I'm just crying that whole night, the day I got put into quarantine. 
And like, I mind you, my dorm was like at the top of the hill on campus and I had to get located to a different dorm. And so this was going on. And then that whole night I was just feeling upset. And then the next day happened, like I wake up, eat breakfast, all this stuff. I'm just like still bothering. Like, I'm like, no, I'm not trying to miss week one. I'm not trying to miss week one. And just randomly, I just get in my prayer room. And that's something as fathers we need to do sometimes. Like get in your prayer room, talk to God, just let everything out. I mind you, I threw on some worship music, and like I said, I was listening to Wait On You by Maverick City. I'm just bawling, tears are cry- coming down, I'm just crying, everything is going on, and I'm just like losing my mind, I'm praying, just calling out to God. And then as soon as that song is, I get a phone call, um, the health office, they were telling me, hey, um, Hakeem, uh, so quarantine for you started the day you got tested. So you should be out by Friday. And I mind you, I play the following Saturday. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, I was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And it was like that sense of hope. And like, I feel when I was outside of quarantine, like how I was on fire for God before like training camp and stuff like that. Like, I feel it was like, I lost kind of that fire and like lost like the goal. The main goal was like giving all the glory to God going to him, praying to him like I should have been. And then he had to like break me down and build me back up. He's like, hey, like I had to bring you here so you can get in your prayer room and do all this stuff to show you like, hey, I'm still here for you. I'm still here for you. And it was like that little miracle that happened. It like gave me the faith I need and like that push like, nah, like I gotta get right. I can't like get distracted. And like, that's something I told myself like, as soon as like I was heading back to campus, I already knew I was gonna get tested. Enemy was gonna try and break me and try and tempt me with certain things and try and lose sight on what God has planned for me. And like I'm not gonna lie, for a little bit I got distracted. The enemy did have a hold on me. Yeah, I definitely think it's really cool to see how God can work through the hard times and bring us back to him. Because, you know, as I was talking to you about earlier, like for me in that quarantine period, you know, things were going great for me on the field, but I really stopped getting in the word. I stopped focusing a lot on God. Um, You know, I stopped even like making TikToks at that point for the most part about God. Um, You know, I still knew that God was the reason. Um, I still was living for him, but I just wasn't aligned with him as I should be, you know, reading the word every day, listening to worship, getting in his presence. And something I realized was in that quarantine, as you were talking about, when I was so focused on him, I felt so much victory in so many different areas of my life, the of things that I felt like I was struggling with before, I realized that I was able to overcome them simply because in the moments when I felt the temptation coming on, I went and I read the word, I went and I put on that worship music. And I think that's one of the most important and coolest things to realize that God will do is sometimes when we are so busy, he will literally take us out of our busyness and make us see that he is the only answer. And to see how he did that in my life and your life is just super cool to me. No, I agree with you. And it's like sometimes, like, actually not sometimes, all the time, we gotta have God first. And I feel when we're not prioritizing God, like everything has to be revolve around him. Like once we start getting distracted and like get too busy for him, like he'll cut out that distraction real quick. And I feel that was something that happened to both of us. And it was something that we needed. And like, now it's like God is the center and like it's folk, like our focus is back on him and everything else comes second. Facts. And I, I, I like how you say like everything has to revolve around him because when we try to separate God and our sport, the fact of the matter is we are missing out on how good our God is and how good he can work through our sport. And I think as Christian athletes, something that is so important to remember is that we shouldn't just say, all right, God, this is your time in the morning. And now the rest of the time is mine. It should be God is in the center of it all. Because I think so often, like just as humans in general, we view it like, oh, I need to put God first. I need to put God first, which it is true. You need to put him first. But if you put him first and you don't put him in the center of it all, then you are going to miss out on some of the great things that he has for you. And so, you know, if there's somebody listening right now and you're saying, Chandler, I put God first. Well, do you put him in the center of it all? Because if you're saying I put him first, but I'm not going to put him in the center of baseball, I'm not going to put him in the center of football, I'm not going to put him in the center of absolutely anything in your life, a relationship, they're not going to work. You're not going to see what God could have done through it. Um, So that's definitely something that's so important to know. Amen. 
going off of that though, you know, something you were talking about when you were talking about that hard time, you said that you were named a captain, um, which is, you know, a great thing that God did to give you that leadership of your team. But for me, you know, um, I'm at a Christian school. So, you know, that doesn't mean all my teammates are Christians because that's definitely not true. Um, I'm not yeah, going to sit there and yeah. say just because you're at a Christian school, it means everyone's a Christian because that's the furthest thing from the truth. But I think one of yeah. our biggest jobs as a Christian athlete is to spread the gospel. But being at a school that wasn't Christian, did you ever face any opposition to it? Did you ever face any people looking at you and saying, you shouldn't be speaking on this? That's disrespectful. No, I honestly felt that a lot, especially my senior year, because um, I was at a liberal arts college, um, a liberal arts private school, and like everybody, uh, like I would say, has their freedom of speech. Of course, like God gives us free will. And like, I'm pretty, like before I got saved, like, course like you're worldly and all this stuff and like you agree with some people and try to fight with some people and see like okay they're right on this they're right on this but once you put God center and like you give your life to Christ things change and like my view on a lot of things have changed and like I felt the enemy was attacking me in like so many ways like like there are times where I'll be in class and like we'll be going over like I'm a history major and um we were talking about Christianity during um, um, during Roman times, I believe, or not Roman times, but um, midi or it was European history, my fault. And we we're talking about like how Christianity was like that part of um during that era, and it was before the Renaissance. And like there was one girl in my class I was talking about, like um like she was disrespecting Jesus. And like two of my teammates were in the class and they looked back at me, relax, relax, relax. And at the same time, like I could have, like the old me would have snapped off on her. But at the same time, I had to pray and I was like, Lord, please forgive her. She does not know. She does not know. And like sometimes, like when stuff like that happens, like you got to pressure those people. You can't get too mad, at her, too mad at them. And I feel us as Christians, us as followers of Christ. And this is something that I actually want to make a point at. Just because, like, you say you're Christian doesn't mean you're a Christian, if that makes sense. And I'll go deeper on that. Because a lot of people say they believe in God, they follow Christ. But are you really living that way? Like, I understand we may go through trials. We may have all these, like, situations going on. But you should be able to tell by your fruits. But their words don't match their actions. Like, you got people that are on fire for God, going to church, worshiping, doing all this stuff. And you got people that are, like, right here. And I had a few people on my team that were the same way. And I felt I had to, like, separate in a way. And, like, I felt the enemy was trying to attack me, especially throughout this past school year. Um, the enemy was trying to attack me when I was in class, when I was out on the football field, when I was, like, just out here. And it was just – I had to separate myself. And I – that was something that was like big for me. Yeah, you know, I really like how you talked about like being in that class in the past, you would have probably went off on that person. But instead, you were like, God, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. That's exactly what Jesus did on the cross, you know, and it really brings me back to when I was in high school, you know, I said I was a Christian, kind of like you said, you know, there's a difference between saying you're a Christian and being a Christian. I said, oh, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. But the fact of the matter is I did not live for Jesus. And whenever conversations would come up, I remember I had this one teacher that I was super close with, but he was an atheist. And I would just argue with him about some of the most pointless things and call him an idiot and tell him he didn't know what he was talking about. And looking back at it now, it's like, would Jesus have looked at somebody and been like, oh, you're an idiot. Oh, you're stupid. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. We're called to love. And yes, we're called to be real. We're called to be bold, which I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about in the rest of this podcast. You know, we've got to be bold with people. We do. But we've got to do it in a loving way. You know, the Bible says that if you claim to love God, but you don't love your brother or sister, then you don't love God. And that's something that's really convicting to me and should be convicting to everybody because we're not called to only love who's nice to us. We're not called to only love who agrees with us. We're called to love everybody. And it's really easy to get in that headspace of, oh, they're an idiot. They don't know what they're talking about because there are times where people are saying things that it's just like, what are you even saying? But instead of saying something to them disrespectfully, it's simply easy to just be like, look, Jesus loves you and he sees you and I'm going to be praying for you. 
And you can still tell them the truth. Like, look, you are wrong, but you can do it in a loving way, you know, instead of looking at them and saying terrible things to them. And I know, like you were saying, I did that in high school. And looking back at high school, that's something that I'm like, dang, you know, I said I was a Christian, like I had Christ follower in my bio, um, but I didn't go to church. I didn't live like Jesus. I didn't, I, I was definitely so far from a Christian. Like what I tell people now when I talk to them is like, yeah, in high school, I said I was a Christian, but if I would have died, then I wouldn't have went to heaven. You know, I solely believe that our salvation is dependent on Jesus and his work and our belief in him. But the fact of the matter is our belief in him is going to bring fruits, like you said. So if our inside is clean, our outside is also going to be clean. Um, kind of like Jesus talked to the Pharisees about that. And I think that's something that's so important for us to understand. You know, I don't want to make anybody ever think like, look, I have to clean my outside, do all the right things. And that's how I'm saved because that's not what I'm saying. And that's not what Hakeem is saying. What we're saying is at the end of the day, when your inside is clean, your outside is going to be clean and the fruits are going to follow. That is biblical. It's what it says. And so if you are claiming to be a Christian and you're not striving to pick up your cross daily, you're not striving to live for him, then are you really a Christian? Like that. Yeah. So like, you know, and like going off of that too, it's like, I feel you like, you know, there's times where it can be hard to um, be bold with people, you know? And the fact of the matter is I remember my freshman year of college. Um, it was shortly after I'd found God and I had a relationship with him. I didn't really talk about God to a single one of my teammates, of my friends. And I look back at that and now I'm really regretful of it because I'm like, I had such a great opportunity. But now when they see me on TikTok, when they see me, you know, talking about Jesus, posting about Jesus, they're probably like, what? Because the fact of the matter is, yes, I was a Christian back then, but I held it to myself. I didn't tell nobody about it. I kept it to myself. Like I remember this one time, um, one of my coaches, my freshman year of college was like, they, they were talking about how I wouldn't have sex. And my coach was like, why not? And I just stayed quiet and didn't say anything. But now I'd be like, well, Jesus, like I'm waiting for marriage. Like that's what the Bible calls us to do. And I would be bold about it now. And it's like, I remember my junior year of college, um, one of my teammates looked at me and he asked what my major was. And I told him, you know, my major is ministry. And he laughed thinking I was joking. And he goes, no, like, what are you actually? None of us are actually here for that. And I said, no, like my major is ministry. And he was like, dang, well, you know what? I respect you. You seem cool, but I don't believe in Jesus. And I said, look, if you just give Jesus a chance, you will be so amazed. And I ended up becoming super close friends with him. He was like my best friend there. And he wound up finding Jesus. And now he's a strong Christian simply because I was bold in the little opportunities that I had with him. And that's something that I always like, like that I actually strive for is like, when it comes to being bolder, like, you don't have to, like, when it comes to spreading the gospel, like, you don't have to, like, do this, do this, do this, do this. Um, repent, repent, striking fear into the people. Or my fault, I had a phone call. But um, I declined it. Um, so it's, like, when it comes to, like, spreading the gospel, you got to be bold. Like, and the thing is, like, we we're called to lead people back to Christ. But you don't got to be rude about it at the same time. Just be respectful and just plant that seed. That's all, like, you got to do is just plant that seed. Little things like that will, like, how do you, like, oh, you're a follower of Christ. Okay. Like, and then they will start asking questions, like, trying to get back on that right path. And that's all you really need to do. Like, just plant that seed. Be bold. Don't be scared to spread that message. And that's something, like, I applaud my church for because, they preach the stuff that you may not want to hear, but you need to hear. They're always going to be truthful. They talk about heaven, hell, um, just being bolder. And, like, a lot of things that are in society that we deem to seem be okay, it's, no, it's not. Like, they're truthful about that. And like, that's the thing. You got to be bold. Don't, don't be scared. Just be bold with the message. If God puts it in your heart, spread it. Spread it like wildfire, man. It's, you got you got to. And it's like, you know, like, I think something that's really important to remember is when we are bold, sometimes, you know, people are not going to like it. We're not going to be people pleasers. Like you said, uh, we shouldn't like, this is something that I always like to say, we should not be hated 
for the way we talk about Jesus. But if we're hated because we love Jesus, that's normal because that's going to happen. Galatians 1.10, Paul literally said, for if I wanted to be a people pleaser, I would not be a disciple of Christ. You know, and we can't go around trying to please people in our lives. And in sports, it's really easy to get to that place of, I want to please my teammates. They're going out, they're getting drunk, they're going out, they're partying. So why don't I just go with them so that I make sure they like me? You see, the fact of the matter is just because they like you doesn't mean they respect you. And if they look at you and they see you going out and doing those things, yeah, you're still talking about Jesus, then what are they going to think? They're going to think, well, they're just like me. So why would I ever need Jesus? You see, something that somebody told me that really hit me deep was they said, the reason that I actually wanted to get to know Jesus more was because I saw that you were actually different. You didn't actually just say the stuff, you were actually living your life differently. And that really hit me because it made me realize, dang, I'm doing that now, but in my freshman year of college, as I said earlier, I never once heard that. I never once saw one of my friends get saved. Since then, since I've been bolder, since I've just lived the right way, because honestly, that's the best way to spread the gospel living your life the right way. When somebody asks you, yo, let's go get drunk. Yo, let's go have sex with these girls. Yo, let's go, you know, do these things that are just totally unbiblical. And you say, look, I'm not going to go do that because God does not want me there. That's going to send the message to them that you are different, that you are the light and salt of this world, like God calls us to be. And I think that that's something that's just so important to remember as an athlete, because as athletes, if we're going to be honest, we are going to encounter a lot of our teammates that are doing those things. But here's the thing that I want you to understand, guys, that, that are listening. Like, we can't look down on them either because the fact of the matter is they need Jesus just as much as me and you needed Jesus before we met Jesus. And if we simply live our lives the right way and plant seeds, as you said, then we are going to impact them in ways that we could never even have imagined. And that's something that's so cool to me to think about how we can impact people just through living our life the right way. And the coolest thing about living our life the right way is when we give our life to Jesus and we put him in the center and we read our Bible and we get in that word, our life is just going to follow. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And I mean, you know, so going off of all that, um, there was this really cool video I saw on TikTok. Um, of yours and it popped up on my for you page I'm pretty sure or maybe it was when I first followed you I saw it but <clears throat> you took this kick return back to the end zone and as soon as you got in the end zone you fell to your knees and you were praising God um, I would love to hear more about this story about the background of it and all of it because it, it seems like such a cool moment so um, back to um, that kickoff return, it happened on October 30th, 2021. And um, like I mentioned before, um, I lost a friend that weekend. Like I found out five hours or like five to six hours before my game that I lost a friend. And I was just like, and this is like one of those moments, like how you talked about, like, um, like how you said you were at your other college and like, if your friends were to see you now, it's like, why didn't you tell us this? Um, I had one of my friends um, who I lost, and I just was beating myself up about it that morning because um, I, I was just like, man, like, I, had tell him, I told him, like, how God was moving in my life, but I didn't tell him about, like, Jesus. And, like, I felt, I felt guilty and I felt upset, and I was just, like, beating myself up. And I mind you, I had a game, a game like hours later, and I told one of my coaches, um, Coach Salazar, and I, I just remember this because like we've been we helped each other throughout the season when it came to like getting on track with Christ, just making sure everything like we're living for Christ. And I told him I was like, "Do you think you can lead team prayer tonight?" And he was like, "Why?" I was like, well, this is going on. I just lost a friend. I'm just like, man, the best headspace. And he was like, I got you. I got you. And then we're on our way to Thousand Oaks. So, and so we're on our way to Thousand Oaks. I'm getting my mind right, just making sure I'm in the right headspace. I'm dealing with a foot injury. And at the same time, I'm dealing with this. And as soon as we get there or whatever, we're like in our locker room. I'm getting dressed changing all this stuff, and Coach Alzar comes up to me. He was like, hey, team, I love you, man. Gives me a hug. 
I gave him a hug. I was like, oh, love you too, coach. What's up? He was like, something's telling me you need to lead team prayer tonight. Like, it would be something that uplifts you. And in my head, I'm like, that's the Holy Spirit talking. And I know at the same time, my coach, he was getting back on track with God and getting right with Christ. And um, he didn't really know that much about it. Like, he, like, strayed away from it for a few years. And, like, seeing me was, like, I was able to plant that seed and, like, got him back on. And he was, like, something is telling me um, that you should lead Team Bray tonight. And us being fathers, times like that, you got to be obedient. And I'm, like, I care less what I'm going through. I'm going to lead Team Prayer. Whether it's short, long, I'm just lead it. It was, it was a short prayer. And um, we head out there. And so the team we're playing is Cal Luther. Kalu, they go out first drive, score opening drive. It was like good, serious. Our defense held their own. Um, just they came away with points. So seven to zero. And the way I was feeling, it was like similar to how I felt like when I get my testimony. I was just tingly all over and I just didn't know what to expect. And I'm like, I'm probably just gonna get to the 25 or 35 or whatever. I catch the kickoff return, I'm pushing middle, and I see a hole open up on the left, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna bounce left. I trip and stumble, and some big old lineman tried tackling me or whatever, and like I shook out of that tackle and I spun out, made somebody miss, and I just ran down the sideline. And I'm just running, and I'm like, I hear somebody was like, oh, I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna get you. And I'm like telling myself, I'm like, nah, nah, this is not gonna happen, it's not gonna happen. But it was my teammate that said that. But I'm, like, just thinking, I'm, like, I'm not about to get caught. I'm not about to get caught. And so I get to the end zone, and it was, like, 90 yards. And so, like, the fact that me being obedient and just leading team prayer, and, like, the fact that my, like, God spoke through my coach and was, like, I need to lead team prayer tonight. When, you, when you're obedient like that, things will happen. And the fact that I was able to be obedient, and like that happened, and the fact I lost my friend hours before my game, and I'm just like dropped to my knees and just gave him all the glory, and it it broke me on when I got to the sideline. I was just screaming, "God was good, man! God is good!" And like, not too many people knew what I was going through that day, and like that was just something that hit home, cause. Like God performed so many miracles in my life. Like there's so many things that. I can't explain, but it happened. And, like, God has just been too good to me. And in that moment, he was good to me. And, like, the fact that I was able to be obedient and actually listen to him, and that was something that, like, made me happy. And um, that's, like, the whole backstory behind that kickoff return. Yeah, like, I think one of the, like, coolest things that we can see God do is the way that he works through some of the hardest times, you know, because when you're not a Christian, when you don't know God and you're going through a hard time, what do you have to turn to, you know? Your joy is gone because when something bad happens in your life and you're putting your joy in that thing, as soon as it goes wrong, your joy is gone. But when we place our joy in God, no matter how hard a situation may be, no matter how bad something is that we go through, we still have that joy remaining full. And that is honestly so important in itself and people will see that like they'll see dang Chandler dang Hakeem dang whoever they're going through it right now yet even though they're going through it they're still praising God even though they're going through it they're still serving God they're still joyful how could somebody be joyful when they're going through something that hard how could somebody even be in the right headspace when they're going through something that hard because all that a lot of people know on a way to make them feel better. It's temporary happiness. They think that they can run to drugs, alcohol, et cetera, and that's going to loosen them up. That's going to relax them. But I just made a TikTok the other day on this about how the fact of the matter is when we think that we can run to these things and it's going to help us, it might help you in the moment, but it's temporary. You see, think about a spaghetti drainer. It's meant for spaghetti, not water. If I try to fill it up with water, then it's going to go straight through. But if I'm filling it up constantly, that water is always going to be in there just a little bit. You see, in the same way, when we are trying to fill this hole in our hearts that's only meant for God up with sex, drugs, alcohol, partying, whatever, when we're going through a hard time, when we're filling it up with those things, we're going to feel a little relaxed. We're going to feel a little better temporarily because we're going to be filling it up just a little bit the whole time. 
But then when you wake up the next morning, you're empty again. And the fact that we can show people, look, I'm never empty. I'm always full on God, no matter the situation. That is one of the biggest things that can be a testimony to people, you know, and to hear that story, to hear how you were going through it, how it was such a hard time for you, yet you still led team prayer, yet God still worked through you on the field for you to run back. And then your reaction to it is the coolest thing to me. Because after it was all done, you didn't run away and say, oh, this is all me. You know, you were like, no, all glory to God. And that really reminds me of, I forget exactly where in the Bible it is, but Jesus healed like lepers. I forget how many lepers it was, but it was like a good amount. And after he healed them, all of them ran off and only one came back to say thank you. And so often when God gives us blessings, I think what we do is instead of running back to God and saying, thank you, God, all glory to you, we take it for ourselves and we place the glory on ourselves. But what you did right there is a great example to us as Christian athletes that when we do have success, it's like, oh God, you are good you know, and it makes me just like, it's just so cool to think about how God can work through us in our sports and how we can bring him the glory, not later, but right as it's happening. I agree with you, man. And it's like, I feel us as athletes, like we always got to give them the glory. And like, I know like there are times where we can be selfish and like it happens, but it's like, we got to remember, it's like, we wouldn't be in this position without him. He wouldn't have blessed us with this gift if it wasn't for him. Like, we got to give him all the glory, regardless, win, lose, everything. Like, he has to receive all the glory. That's facts. That's facts, bro. Um, so we're about to hit into the period where we answer your guys' questions from TikTok. But before we get into that, Hakeem, is there anything that you have just on your heart that you would like to talk about that you would like the listeners to know? Um. Honestly, like I said, it's just don't be scared to spread the gospel. Um, you got to be on fire for God. And, like, we may go through trials. We may um, go through seasons where things may not go our way. But it's like regardless, you got to look back to him and call on him. Even when things are going our way, we got to call on him and just give him all the glory. And it's like when it comes to spreading the gospel, be bold. Don't be scared. Forget what little Sally or Joe thinks like just be just be bold don't be scared like don't care what anybody else gotta think like just be you be truthful and spread that message that's facts bro that's facts honestly I really like how you said don't worry about what people think you know and I think that's what needs to be remembered by all of us as Christian athletes because people will have their opinions and sometimes it's really easy like for me I don't know about you but my whole life, I cared so much about what people thought about me. That's why I actually fell away from God um, going into high school. Because in middle school, I was bullied. And by high school, I was finally like not bullied anymore. And I was cool because I got in good at baseball, whatever. And now I was like, oh, well, now I've got to make sure that people continue to like me. So I tried to be somebody I wasn't. And then that even went into after I found God into my freshman year of college. But it was crazy. I remember this past summer, I was driving past my old middle school with my girlfriend and she goes, oh, you went there. You never really talk about that. And I was like, oh yeah, that is true. I guess I never really talk about that. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I got bullied a lot back then, you know, and I started talking about that with her. And she was like, I remember she goes, oh, do you think that's why you might care what people think about you so much sometimes? And in the moment I was like, shut up. Like, that's not true. I don't care what people think about me. And I wanted to say that. And I said that in that moment, I was like, and I just, you know, kind of shut her down. But then that rest of that drive, I was really thinking, I was like, dang, maybe that is why I care so much about what people thought about me. Because part of my testimony through everything that I've been through, like, has been me caring too much about what people thought about me. And now what I try to do is I just try to throw away other opinions. And if you're there and you're saying, Chandler, Hakeem, I'm going through it right now. I really just, I don't know how to not worry about other people's opinions. I feel you. And I can tell you, I understand it. If you want to DM me on Instagram, Hakeem on Instagram, I'm sure as well. Um, I'm sure we're both here for you at any time, you know, and we just want to remind you, you know, at the end of the day, throw away other people's opinions. And that is a lot easier said than done. But I think one of my best pieces of advice is what you focus your thoughts on is going to be what you end up thinking. I've heard this saying before, and I really like it. It's the last thing I want to say. It's so a thought, reap an act. So a act, reap, reap a habit. So a habit, reap a character. So a character, reap a destiny. You see, we think one thought won't do anything, but the fact of the matter is a thought 
will turn into an act, an act will turn into a habit, a habit will turn into a character, and then your character will turn into your destiny. So protect your thoughts. And the Bible talks about that. Paul talks about that in the Bible. And so what I would say is one of the best ways to get through not worrying about what other people think about you is by making sure that your thoughts are in the right place. Amen, amen. I like that. I like that, brother. So basically now we're going to head into the time where we answer some of your guys' questions on TikTok. Um, we've answered some of them already. Um, so if you don't hear your question, it's probably because we already answered it. Um, but, you know, the first question that I do want to talk about is, which we have talked about a lot already, um, but I think it's a really good question. What is the best way to spread the gospel to your teammates? For me, um, I feel the best way to spread the gospel to your teammates is like, one, they got to know you're a follower and you're going to be truthful. And that was something I always like did with my teammates. And like, there were a few teammates that um, like God, I would say like, told me, go talk to them, go talk to them. Just have a conversation with them. They're probably going through something there. Um, just go over there and talk to them. And in those situations, you got to be, like I said, you got to be obedient and be truthful. Like I would always tell them, it's like, God just, these things for a reason. He, like, and we had this talk before is like, there are certain things he lets happen, but not everything happens because of it. And I'll go over there and talk to, talk to a few of my teammates, the ones that were dealing with certain situations. And I'll always refer back to God and I'll be truthful. And when it comes to talking to your teammates, don't be scared. And the thing is, you got to know your teammates, know your audience. And as soon as, like, you mention God and all this stuff, will they snap or whatever? Like, the thing is, like, regardless if they're going to snap, like, I'm, I'm, I'm telling them, I'm like, hey, this is what I feel. God is putting in my heart. Do you mind if I share it with you? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Share the message. Get my message across. Tell them, like, hey, God's got you. Just know everything's going to be all right. And I'll be out. It's, you gotta you gotta be respectful with it in a way. But at the same time, just plant that seed. Even if they're like if they say they're a follower, if they're not a follower, just plant that little seed. Help them become bolder and like know that God is there for them and He's always with you every step of the way. And I feel that that's something you gotta do. Like when it comes to your teammates, be respectful. Just plant that seed and just that's that's something that Jesus always did. He would plant a seed and then go about his business. And we got to be more like Jesus. Plant a seed and just be about our business. Facts, I would totally agree. It's all about planting seeds, you know? Like, um, as many great stories as I do have in these past few years about seeing teammates come to Christ, you know, one does come to mind from last year where um, it didn't really necessarily end up in the teammate giving his life to Christ yet. Um, he's not at the school anymore. Um, but the fact of the matter is I know that I planted a seed because you see uh, he, he was going through some arm pain and I remember he was uh, starting over me this one game and cause, and he was going through arm pain and I was like, yo, can I pray for you real quick? And he was like, yeah, for sure. And so we prayed. And after the game, we were on two separate buses on the way back because my school, we don't really got money like that. So we had to take two little short buses and, um, I remember he was talking, he wasn't, I, I wasn't in his bus, but somebody said, he was saying, dang, it's crazy how even though I was starting over Chandler in this one game, he still came and he asked to pray for me. And I know I planted a seed in that moment. And me and him were, were close, like we, we were pretty cool and we were close. And I talked to him a lot throughout that year. And I remember one thing he did tell me though, he was like, look, it's all cool that you believe in Jesus, but I just don't want to be preached at. And I was like, I totally understand that. And so it's like you said, you got to know your teammates. It's like, I went up to him and I knew I needed to pray for him as much as I wanted to be angry. Oh, I'm not playing, you know, this sucks, but I knew I needed to pray for him. And so I asked to pray over him and then that came out of it. But then this year I felt the need to, to uh, message him and be like, look, I don't know what you're going through. And I just said some stuff and he left me on open. And, you know, as much as that sucked to be left on open in that moment, I was like, you know what, even though I might not be able to see it, maybe God is working through it. So something that I would want to remind you guys is just because you can't see God working in your teammate's life doesn't mean he isn't. Think about the story of Ruth, you know, like um, she was serving her mother-in-law and things looked terrible. But when she was out serving, picking up leftover grain, 
there was this man named Boaz. She met Boaz. They had Obed. Obed had Jesse, and then Jesse had David. And as we all know, Jesus comes from the Davidic line. So the fact of the matter is, like, it's crazy to think about, but Ruth didn't even know what her serving was going to accomplish. But David wouldn't have been around. Jesus wouldn't have been around if Ruth wouldn't have served. So my best advice, too, is everything that Hakeem said is so true. But remember, don't think that Jesus gives as this world gives. So if you think that what you're doing isn't accomplishing anything, still continue to plant seeds. Because even though we may not see the outcome of it right away, we could see the outcome of it 50 years later, 60 years later. We may never see the outcome of it. But as long as you're planting seeds, you're doing what Jesus has called you to do. Um, and the next question that I want to get to from TikTok is, uh, how do you give God glory while training and playing? And I think that's a great question. Honestly, um, the way I give God glory um, while training and playing, like when it comes to training, lifting, field exercises, like one, I pray before and just invite him into the workout, invite him into the training session and just allow him to be there and like just make sure my head's on the right space. And then when it comes to like when I play for him, like I said, I always pray before the game and just always something I always say is like if it's in your will we either win or if we lose you're gonna receive all the glory and like that's something I always tell myself like we had we had a losing season this past season like we're in a, we're in a rebuilding stage and um the thing is I'm, I'm not upset with it because I left my all out on the field and God knows that and whether we win or lose I always gave him the glory and I just feel that's something you got to do. Like, one, before you train, before you, like, lift, before you go out and play, um, I would always tell myself a scripture either. Um, and I'm pretty sure this was one of the questions, one of my favorite scriptures. Um, I have two. So the first one I have on my wrist is Ephesians 6.11. I'm just putting on the armor of God. And that's something I always, like, tell myself is, like, like, Put on the armor of God, like nobody is gonna be able to withstand. Like the enemy won't be able to like come against me. And then it's eight thirty one. What God before us, who could be against us? And it's the truth. Like when you got God before you, like when it comes to these training sessions, before you hit the field or whatever, is what God before us, who could be against us? Nobody's gonna be able to withstand us. It's like you gotta have that mindset and like just. That's something that was a way of me like giving glory to him is by allowing him into my workouts, doing everything for him and giving him all the glory. Like when it came to like just the little things, like not even the big things, but just the little things. Um, and so like that's something that I always would do. Yeah, that's really good though, honestly. You know, like everything we do is for his glory, right? And like the fact of the matter is, I think that like you talked about, that's like so great and such an important reminder as a Christian athlete. And one more thing that I would say is the biggest part about giving God glory or one of the biggest parts is how we act, right? Um, I remember last year, um, it was the very first game of the season and I was all hyped to get started a great season. You know, I was like, this is like my big year. And I went 0 for 1 with a walk and I got pulled in the sixth inning. And I was so angry. And for like five days, I was angry at God for it, honestly. And I was blaming him. But I remember I was at church and I felt super convicted about it because I realized that, you know what, even though that wasn't my best performances ever, that was the first game that I could actually say everything that I did brought glory to God. Yes, maybe I didn't, I didn't find success on the field where I could say, oh, God is so good, but all my actions brought glory to him. You see, it reminded me, I ran into this dude at second base and I cleated him and he kind of went up and fell, whatever. But I did that in high school. And when I did that, this dude fell on his neck and he was on the ground hurt. And I remember I looked at him and I said some things I'm not going to repeat on here. But I called him some words that weren't very nice, and I ran off the field. But in this moment, um, last year in the first game when I did this, I looked at him. I was like, are you good? That, that was just my first reaction. Like, I, I don't know. Like, you know, that's just what God has done through me um, to have that as my first reaction. And God really reminded me in that moment, Chandler, if you have all the success in the world, yes, you can bring me glory through that. But if you do not act the right way on the field, then that glory is not going to matter because you're not glorifying me. 
And then I ended up being on the all-conference team last year. I ended up having a great season the rest of the year. But honestly, like, that was what was crazy to me. In that moment, I realized, yes, success is such a big way to bring God glory. Yes, all those things, such a big way. But if we don't act the right way on the field, then how can we bring him glory, you know? And that's really cool to me. And you talked about your favorite Bible verse. Um, mine is James 1, 2 to 4. And it says basically, like, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that your faith can, like, mature um, and be complete and not lacking. Um, that's pretty much what it says. And, like, to me, that's just so important because, as we talked about a lot today, trials are going to happen. And we can run to God through them, knowing that he is growing us through them. Um, and, um, well, there was one question that was, do you pray regarding your athletic performance? We kind of just talked about that. We talked yeah. about favorite Bible verse. Um, but yeah, you would say, yeah, you do pray regarding your athletic performance, right? Yeah. Um, I always pray, like, when I go out there, warm up by myself, I always pray. And I always have anointing oil that my church gave us. And so like, as crazy as this was, and the games I did this for, every time like I'd have come out with my oil, I'll touch one goal post and I'll go back across the field, kind of just like worship, do the other goal post. Then like, I go pray, like in that, this last goal post. And like the times I did that, I scored twice. <laughs> it, it was crazy and I was like, okay, like, doing that, just being able to bless the field. And then as soon as we warm up and all this stuff, go up to the upper field and pray for my team or we'll go back to the locker room. Everybody will, like, we'll pray for on, on the team. And then, um, like, just after the game, I'll just give, like, thanks to him. Like, not the outcome we wanted, but just giving thanks to him. And, like, something I was able to do um, my last game, which was my senior day, um, praying for my team at first. And then, like, before, like, I was able to leave the field, like, I wasn't emotional that day. Like, I was like, I left it all out there. I'm not going to cry or anything like that because I know God has something greater in store for me. Um, I closed out with the team prayer. And, like, that's something that I was, like, that made me happy. I was like, okay, like, I'm able to plant that seed, like how we talked about. Like, I don't know if it's going to help somebody in the long run or it will, hopefully. Um, but I always like in everything I do, like when it comes to like my athletic performance, I always pray, like, like I said, lifting, training, and just um, playing, always have to pray. Yeah, facts. I totally agree. I remember one time last year, we were going into the last inning down by two runs. Yeah, two runs. And it was, it was my roommate leading off the inning. I was up second. And then one of our close friends was up third. And so I pulled them aside and I was like, let's play, let's pray real quick. And so we put our arms around each other and we prayed. And we we're like, Holy Spirit, just come over us. Just do something crazy. Very first uh, AB for Caden, my roommate, he hits this ball that would just look like this, just normal fly ball. Like it was going to be a fly out. And I was like, oh, dang. But next thing you know, the wind just carries it, carries it, carries it. And it was a home run to dead center. And it was crazy. The wind just carries it somehow. And so now we're down by one run and I'm up and I hit this shot to third, but I'm like, Oh crap. Like, you know, like this isn't going to end well because it was kind of right towards him, but somehow it takes a weird hop off the grass and just bounces straight over the third baseman. And so now I'm on first and then George, one of our friends comes up, one of my teammates and he hits this shot towards shortstop in the same type of way. And next thing you know, the shortstop's going to his right, and it takes some weird hop over the shortstop. And then we wind up coming back, and we win that game on a walk-off. It was senior day um, from our fifth-year senior. His name's Jeff. I'm super close with him still. And he wins it on a walk-off. And we won, like, 12 to 11 or something in, like, a crazy game. But, like, we prayed. We asked God. And I remember when Caden was coming to home plate, me and George were there. And I was like, that's what happens when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And like, we always joke about that now because we're like that, like, it was just such a hype moment. But like, George is like, you know, like, that's crazy. Like, that's what happens when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. And there are people in the stands that like, could hear it too, that I heard about. And I don't know, it was, it, it was a cool moment. Um, so I definitely would say, of course, always pray for your athletic performance, you know? Um, 
And, you know, we got a few more questions. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, how do you balance living for God with your sport? We kind of talked about this, but we can go over this real quick. Um, like I said, I always you got to always place God first, regardless. Like, um, at first, like, when it came to my athletic performance and stuff like that, I was, like, selfish. And, like, I knew who God was, but I wasn't giving him the glory and, like, the praise, like, he deserved. And, like, now that I'm a follower, I'm a believer, is like, God has to be the center of everything. And um, that's, like, a way I'm able to, like, just have God, like, in my athletic performance and, like, when it comes to, like, my sport is, like, he has to be the center. It can't just be about me. It can't just be about me. He has to receive all the glory. Facts, yeah. Um, yeah, I t totally agree with that. Um, not much more to add to that. I just would say what I said earlier, you know, put him first, put him in the center. Because when we don't, we miss out on what he can do. And I totally agree with you because throughout high school, everything for me baseball-wise, it was about myself. I wanted my own glory. I wanted people to look at me and say, oh, you're so great. But it's crazy because last year when I was named all-conference and I finally got that type of recognition, I realized how much that, yeah, that is cool. But at the same time, like, it's fleeting. It's one moment of satisfaction. It's not going to fulfill you, you know? And so to realize, like, we just got to put God in the center of it all is super important. Um, we got a few more questions um, to make sure we didn't miss one. Oh, yeah. Um, so this one is, how do you find motivation? Honestly, um, I find motivation in, like, through, through God, if I'm being real. And, like, the way I was feeling at the start of my senior season, um, it was just I trained so much in the offseason. I was diving into the Word, listening to worship, um, being discipled. I'm still being discipled by one of my pastors from the church. Um, it was just booting, booting me up and making sure my mind is right. And, like, the way I find motivation and confidence is through him, just diving into the Word, referring back to the Scripture. Like, um, I posted one today, and it was um, – um second timothy or second timothy chapter one verse seven um that's posted on my tiktok and it's just basically talking about like you shouldn't have fear and um I, god doesn't give us the spirit of fear and like when it comes to all this stuff like it's like, like I said, referring back to Romans 8, 31, with God before you could be against him. It's like when you have that type of confidence, when you have that fire for God, nothing could stand in front of you. And it's like, that's, that's where I get my confidence and motivation from. Facts. I totally agree. You know, it's like at the end of the day, um, we, we know we've won the victory. Jesus won the victory on that cross when he said, it is finished, you know? And it's like something that I posted on TikTok the other day. I talked about how if you're watching a sports game that you recorded and it's your favorite team and you already know they won, then you're going to be relaxed while you watch it because you know they won. But there still might be one bad call, two bad calls where you kind of get up like, oh, whoa, that did not just happen. You get kind of angry, but then you calm down again because you're like, you know what? They won anyway. In our lives, we have to understand that it's the same way. Jesus has already won the victory. There may be one or two bad things that happen, but we have to remember, you know what? Jesus won the victory anyway. And somebody commented this on the TikTok. I forget who it was. I forget their username, but they said, and maybe that one or two bad things that happened, maybe that was needed for them to win the game. Maybe that was needed for Jesus to do what he needed to do through you. And I thought that was really deep too. And the last question we have as we're getting ready to close out is how do you get out of a slump? So when you're slumping, what, what do you turn to? It's, you already know the answer, man. I turn to God. Um, every time, like, I get into slumping, like, like I said, like, even with the whole professional thing right now, it's like I could feel bad about myself, cry about it, mope around about it. But something I always tell myself, like, this is something minor. Like, there are things people are going through that are a whole lot worse. Like, if you can make a way for them, I know he's going to make a way for me. And, like, whenever I'm in the slump, athletically, I turn back to him. Like, I didn't do so good in Miami. And I could have done better, but it was a humbling experience. And while I was in that slump or whatever, I, I had my Bible. I had my worship. And I was pray. I would always pray. And, like... I knew he let that happen for a reason. 
and it's going to make me stronger. It's going to allow me to better my game. And then even when I was in Miami, like, I had a little um, shoulder issue, but we're getting that right now. And it's like, it caused me to be in another slump, but like everything works out. Everything's going to work out. And the person I always turn to is God. Um, and I know he's going to make a win. And if I could share this message with anybody, it's just whenever you're in a slump, whenever you're like you're in the gutters, always run to God. Don't run from him, run to him. That's that's the biggest thing. You got to run to him. Don't run from him. Yeah, facts, facts. Because, you know, that's like the time where we got to run to him. I, we, we, should, we should run to him when things are going good too. But I would definitely agree with that, you know, when things are going bad and when we're going through a slump, I, I, I run to God, you know. Um, and if, if it's a slump on the field, you know, I would probably work on the things that I'm, you know, not doing well as well. But at the same time, like God gives me a sense of peace. Like every time I walk up to the plate, something I say is me and you, Jesus. And it gives me a sense of peace walking up there knowing, you know what, like he's with me, you know? Um, so yeah, definitely when I'm in a slump, I run to God. Like you said, that's really important. Um, but yeah, guys, that's basically everything. I'm so glad that we got to record this. And this was the very first episode of Our Game, His Glory. I want to thank you, Hakeem, for coming on and just giving that great wisdom that you gave throughout. And I'm just super excited to see what God can do through you and your career. And I'll be praying for you. And I just can't wait to see what God continues to do in your life, man. Thank you for having me. And I'm excited for this podcast to take off, man. I know God's going to do wonders. And last message before like we close out is just, let alone with this podcast and just everybody that's listening, just know like once you start elevating with God, and you start getting closer and doing everything for him enemy will attack so just stay equipped have on that armor of God Ephesians 6 11 and just when the enemy tries to attack push back don't fold under pressure just know the enemy is going to attack you just stay equipped stay ready and just keep pushing through facts that's big facts guys all right guys thank you for listening and God bless and I'm looking forward to seeing what God is going to do through this